Hey, welcome to Cap Chat, the show that connects you to the faces, voices, and stories of Cap Fam. I'm one of your hosts, John Honaker, and we're going to start a new season, season two of Cap Chat. Uh, there's 10 more episodes. We're diving into areas of study, majors. Uh, we're talking about student life. We're talking about all things that is college student, and we're super excited I'm joined again by uh, another one of our co-hosts that you're familiar with, Mary Claire. She's amazing. Uh, she's not with me on this intro, but we get together and we tear it up as we talk to faculty, we talk to students, uh, talk to everybody because we want to get in to the you know mind of a student. We're, we're trying to figure this out. Uh, so join us, uh, season two of Cap Chat, uh, and here's episode one. What's going on? This is Cap Chat Season 2, Episode 1. The very first, uh, we are talking all things music, and we have some incredible guests that are going to say um, all these different things, all these different opportunities in the Conservatory of Music at Capital University. So why don't you introduce yourselves, and we'll get right into it. Hi, I'm Dr. Laura Kitchell, and I'm Area Head of Music Education in the Conservatory. Hey, everyone. My name's Chad Lorridge. I am the Head of the Music Technology Program at Capital. Hey, I'm Dan Messersmith, and I'm a uh, second-year BA music tech student. Awesome. So we have a lot of different walks of life. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not to get philosophical. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, this is great. So uh, let's start addressing all these things by talking about what is the Conservatory of Music uh, at Capital University and, and, and what all does it hold? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I will speak on... Um, Kind of a lot of the things that I, I hear a lot of people describing, you know, you hear about schools of music and conservatory of music. It's like, what in the world does that mean? Are they one and the same? No, or? they're not. It okay. seems it's, uh, it, it's, it turns out, you know, the way the conservatory runs is that we're really performance heavy okay. in our bachelor of music programs. And, uh, and that's really the tradition of a conservatory of music is that you have your academic area of study, but almost like a second major, you are considered you're, you're, you're required to be really proficient on your instrument as well on whether that be an instrument, a traditional instrument or voice. Oh, um, wow. It's really heavily focused on, on performance, which might be a little different than a school music. That's a little bit more on the academic side of things. Yeah, I agree. I think it's really difficult. You, you asked, what is a conservatory? I don't think the conservatory is one thing. Yeah. It's a, it's a right. wide variety of things with a wide variety of students. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, because it's a conservatory, there is a expectation that the students that come through are going to have a certain level of training on their main instrument. Oh, wow. Okay. So we have, uh, Dan, you said that you're a BA yes. music tech. Mm -hmm. So I focus on primarily the audio production, um, and music production kind of stuff on in the conservatory. I am a conservatory student, but I don't focus on an instrument. I don't take those kind of uh, performance classes, and I don't take any personal lessons. Okay, so let's mm -hmm. try to get through the weeds for you know potential incoming students or current students that are like, I didn't even know this was available. <laughs> right. I'm, I go to school here. Uh, so we have the conservatory, which, which houses... Um, Music technology, which can be either a Bachelor of Arts, a BA, right, or right. a BM, or Bachelor of Music, right, uh, mm -hmm. Music Tech, um, and then there is Music Education, right, uh, Performance, yes, <laughs> Composition, yes, 
Oh my, like more? I, how much more can we cram into? That's that is crazy. So there is a lot of uh, different areas of study uh, in this department of Capital University. Yeah, that's exactly right. And um, again, kind of the emphasis being on, well, maybe I should start by describing like what's a BM degree? Like what does a Bachelor of Music degree yeah. even mean? Well, most of the time in most universities, you're going to have like a core set of programming that you're going to take. So, okay. so imagine you're coming in as a Bachelor of Music, music education and percussion as your performance okay. uh, instrument, right? Um, you're going to take a core set of music courses <clears throat> that is going to include music theory. There's going to be piano. We always joke that you don't have to be a piano player to get into Capitol, but you have to be a piano player when you leave Capitol. <laughs> um, you have to be, be able to play happy birthday, you know, when somebody right. says that's, you know, the family gatherings, that sort of thing. There's an expectation there. There's an expectation. So uh, you will... Um, <laughs> have to take maybe some arrangement courses. You're required to be in ensembles. I mean, that didn't sound like much of a requirement. If you love music and he's like, oh, what do you mean I have to go to school and actually have to play my yeah. instrument? That sounds yeah. great, you know? So um, there's a requirement. There's a requirement to take, to, to take lessons. Um, so that core set of coursework is kind of what is considered to be a Bachelor of Music degree in any one of the areas of study, whether it be music technology, a BM music technology, a... Um, the composition area, the jazz studies area, or the music education area. Everybody in the conservatory will take those courses. And then in the areas that you are focusing on, music technology or music, you have coursework that you would take in those areas. Right. So you start out, everybody kind of starts out about the same. Mm -hmm. They'll end up kind of in those same core classes. But then as they move through the program and on in, in years at Capitol, they, they focus more and more into their area of study. So as a freshman, a lot of the incoming freshmen are taking the same basic types of classes. Right. But by the time they're seniors, they're in their very specialized types of courses. All the things that we listed. Right. Well, uh, what does that, and I want to see, Dan, you know, uh, in studying the uh, BA, mm -hmm. uh, what were some other courses or what are some other experiences that you got being there? I know you said, you know, you don't have the instrument that you're taking lessons right. on, you don't earn in ensembles, but tell me a little bit about your experience as a BA music so, tech. So uh, instead of taking those kinds of uh, lessons or theory classes, a lot of times I'm focusing on the entrepreneurial skills and uh, networking skills in some of the other classes. I'm also taking actually a business minor to kind of round out my oh, wow. um, networking skills and my job opportunities in the future. But I start in, uh, you know, first semester, we get into an intro to music technology class and it breaks down uh, what we're doing and what it uh, encapsulates. And sometimes people get into this and they're like, you know, really, I don't want to be recording. I actually do want to be playing. And the recording thing, I thought I liked it, but it, t it turns out not to be for me. That wasn't my case. I really do like recording. I like uh, doing live sound and right. that kind of stuff. So I'm definitely sticking with it. That's great. Uh, so with all these different kind of paths, are we seeing a lot of like students being able to be open to different opportunities? Like, hey, I got into this. I, I was a you know, BA, now I'm going to switch to a BM or a music education. I, I want to, you know, do more performance. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. So um, that's actually what I think is one of the best things about Capital is that um, I think a lot of times people think, oh, it's a small university. There's not a lot of opportunity lot. there. But <laughs> yeah. you're, what you're hearing right now is that there's actually tons of different majors and different opportunities for career paths as you, as you go along. Um, so there aren't just 
a small, you're not coming in with a, just a few choices. You have a wide variety of choices. Um, and I think the the faculty here are really good about helping students find themselves. I think there's a real, we embrace the idea that nobody really has their whole life planned out at 18. And many students (laughs) come in and and they love music and that's awesome, but they don't always know what that means. Whether I love music and I want to do this as a career my whole life, or I love music and I want to do this for fun my whole life. Because those are different things. Um, But helping students find which path they want to go on, that's something I think all our advisors are committed to doing. And the great thing is, is when they come here, because many of them start out the same with those kind of core classes, they have some time to figure that out right? um, and sit down with their advisors and go, oh, hey, you know, I really do love like this recording thing. Or, you know, I wanted to go in education, but I really, I'm finding I love performance. Or, hey, I started out in performance, but I think I actually want to teach. And And I think there's a lot of room uh, for our students to kind of grow into finding themselves because there are so many opportunities. And no one's siloed in at, at, at Capitol, especially not at uh, in the conservatory. It's uh, okay. you know, a first year student that comes in and they're not maybe 100% certain. They maybe come in as a, let's say, music composition. And then, yeah, they start seeing what a music ed student is doing. They're able to see action happening. There's activity going on all the time. And so I might have a student that, that you know, comes to the university in one degree, but because of things that they see us doing in the music technology program, it's like, wow, I didn't, first of all, I didn't realize Capital had that, right? right. I didn't know that that was a job, you know, I, and, and <laughs> oh my gosh, they teach that here and I could, you know, do that as my career. So, so that's really exciting is when, and, and I like to go the other way too, is if I see a student in our program that starts to show an interest in another area, we're not here to try to silo ourselves in our programs. It's really important that we find our students the place where they should be, you know, right. and sometimes they don't realize that or come to that and until maybe their first or second year. So there's a couple right. time there's a couple times I've had a com- some conversations that you know what I think you you're going to be better at this or the students will come to me and be like you know what this is not for me I didn't realize but they don't leave capital. That's the coolest thing about it. They stay at capital because they found something else here that they really enjoyed. Yeah. And well, you guys have all but said it. It sounds like you know these students are creating their network already. Yeah in their classes, you know, you start off yes, for and, sure. And are you want to talk about that? Like you're like, I already well, have uh, two I've already companies. Had some, <laughs> I've already had some nice, uh, really uh, interesting opportunities. Uh, my first semester, I was actually able to, uh, you know, meet a lot of BMs because I joined an ensemble to, uh, do their live sound. Uh, mm-hmm. it was, it's the fusion ensemble, uh, jazz right. fusion ensemble we have here on campus. And I've really enjoyed doing that. I just finished up my third semester doing sound with them. And I just this last week, I went to New Orleans to do sound for uh, a jazz education conference out there. You're not allowed to go to New Orleans and have fun. <laughs> this is education. Okay. Right. This is serious, non-fun. That's amazing. Yeah, that's, so, that sounds really great. Yeah. This year I went to New Orleans and last year I went to Reno and it's all because I joined this ensemble just to do some live sound and I met some really great people. I've learned a lot uh, through these past two conferences I've gone to. And I've met so many uh, really nice BM students who I might I might not uh, otherwise see if I uh, wasn't in that class with them. So yeah, the the difference that I'm hearing, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but like what you said, it's conservatory music versus school of music versus uh, something like we said music tech instead of like audio engineering mm-hmm. is another difference of you know because it's alongside all these uh, advanced you know, pretty, 
you know, I'm going to say difficult because this is, I mean, they're difficult courses, you know, whether it's music performance, music education, like, and for good merit, you know, it's, it's good that that is the way it is that it's not just like an audio engineering degree or something like that. It is, it is music technology, which is because it's in that atmosphere of it's all a bigger this. Umbrella, it's sure. a bigger right. umbrella. Well, I, I, and I think it's real important in all of our programs that the umbrella is, is kind of cast pretty big. Right. And that is, and because this day and age, students don't have the opportunity to sing, you know, have too much of a singular focus. Mm-hmm. Um, much of the music industry, and I kind of bring all of that into you right. know, everything is the music industry. S- students leaving for a career in music, they have to be entrepreneurial and right. be ready for a lot of what ifs. Yeah. What if I need to do this with myself? What if I need to do this? Right. Or if things come my way, am I prepared for this yes. and that and that sort of thing? As a, so. as a student, the last thing I want to do is be uh, pigeonholed and only be able uh, to be hireable for one sort of job in mm-hmm. the music industry. I mean, eventually you'll focus, you know, mm-hmm. eventually, but you yes. know, when you're first starting out, uh, being able to take or have multiple uh, forms of revenue, you know, different revenue streams is really oh, important. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we have, I'd say it's about half and half, John. We have about 50% of our students that would go and get a traditional, you know, I would call nine to five job that pays, you know, their <laughs> your taxes for you and, and uh, insurance and all that sort of thing. But the way that, you know, we hear about the gig economy so much these days and it's, um, it has less of a bad context, I think, now more than ever. The gig ever. economy, the yeah. Gig, you know. uh, what you're referring to is like used to be like, oh, you're you're a freelancer. You're just yeah. Yeah, work is hit or miss. It's feast or famine. All those connotations. Yeah. But right. the gig economy is was here to stay. It is now very well established. Yeah. And now what you're seeing and what I'm understanding I mean, is, yeah, a lot of people are getting multiple revenue streams, uh, whether they're in you know a technology, you know, music tech form or like music education where there's lessons and then you're teaching at an organization or I I think this is just across all degrees now. You talked about siloing earlier and I just think the music industry as a whole, the giant, what is the music industry is much less siloed than before. Mm -hmm. I frequently have parents ask me, what is our placement rate? In music yeah, okay. education, right? What's your placement rate? Well, Can I ask you that? Now? Yeah. Well, it's what is your excuse me? Percent, but oh wow! Um, but the reality <laughs> yeah. is, most, All right, cool. Episode most, over. This is great. Thanks. <laughs> most parents assume that means that you went the traditional siloed route, where you know, well, now you're placed in a school and you're doing that. Mm. Well. That just means that all our students got a job, but all of our students, they're out doing a variety of things, even though they have a degree in education. We, we have many of them that are out in teaching and have the traditional nine to five teaching job. We have many of them that are out performing for a yeah, while. We have right. some of them that are church musicians. We have some that go on and get a master's New, degree. Yeah, more school, yeah. yeah. So there's just so many different avenues. And I think you were talking about opportunities. This is where all of those opportunities for travel and internships and mm-hmm. uh, the relationships that you build when you're out in the field and and working on your craft, it really makes a difference because when you graduate, you don't feel, like you said, pigeonholed into right. doing one particular thing. It's so important. We've said it in a lot of other episodes. I'll say it again. You are building your network when you're here. Your peers, your classmates are, are going to be your peers. They're going to be your... Um, your friends, they're going to be your competition. They're going mm-hmm. to be your uh, collaborators. Yeah, your collaborator. And then, yeah, employers, yeah. I, uh, I, I, I record a ton of people that I went to school with, you know, so they, <laughs> my, they are my employer too, right. you know. So, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's a lifelong thing that you're in when you're in music. And um, music's a, an interesting career opportunity, you know, because 
it's a passion that you have. It's a love of music. It's a love of right. your instrument. And then to be able to make that love a career path is a pretty exciting thing. Yes. Not many people get to do that, <laughs> which is, you know. Can we talk about maybe the music scene as a whole in Columbus, Ohio, which, Ooh, you wow. know, uh, capital is in Bexley, mm -hmm. uh, which is in the pocket of Columbus is what we usually say. Uh, what does the music industry look like in Columbus, Ohio? Are there opportunities right here? I mean, John, I can go straight to a, an example. It's just happened to me. I have a group of students that are about ready to do an audio recording. And the requirements of the recording is to do some sort of singer songwriter uh, recording in the, okay. in the in the studio. And um, you know, sometimes at the university, the, the students find themselves e easily in a bubble. It's like, well, you know, they have to go find an artist and it's, they can find their friends and that sort of thing. And I wanted them to branch out. And we've got this amazing city with amazing music going on. Mm -hmm. So there's a, a, an organization called the Columbus, so Columbus Songwriters Association. Okay. So, you know, via Facebook, I reach out and I say, hey, I have the opportunity for your members to come in and get some free recording as guinea pigs for my students. And I already have 13 people that have signed up to do this project. <laughs> so, you know, that right away That's shows great. you that it's it's a great music industry. There's tons of music going on and really cool pockets of people that we can connect with and connect our students with. I don't know, Dan, what are you, what are you doing when it comes to the music scene in Columbus? Um, well, uh, you know, I, meeting all these like students here, I, I didn't think I was going to uh, broaden my horizons like I did when I came to Capitol, but I started to learn a lot more about the uh, jazz music down here and uh, yeah. with doing sound for the fusion ensemble. And also there's a huge, uh, really big rock scene down here. Yeah. Uh, alternative underground kind of stuff. And also a lot of hip hop going on as well. Mm. And I, I have friends who are, uh, recording with hip hop artists on uh, Capitol's campus and elsewhere. And it's really alive and well. So, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah I think another th cool thing too, is because the scene in Columbus is so big, a lot of our faculty are really right. active performers. And I think that's an important thing. Yeah. If you're taking lessons from someone and you're a performance major, you want to be with someone that is also an active performer and understands what that is. And yeah. so I think so many of our faculty are connected to that scene and they themselves are performing. And I think that makes a big difference as well. Huge. That's great. Thanks guys for sharing that. Okay. Sure. Wow. Uh, you guys are blazing through these subjects really fast. Um, <laughs> Not going to look at my producer over there, but um, let's talk about. So we talked about uh, conservatory versus school music. Um, uh, we mentioned BM vocal ed with emphasis versus BFA musical theater. Is that your note? I think one thing that makes Capital really unique um, is that we have we have a very active opera and musical theater program. We have a really great partnership with Opera Columbus Whoa. that mm -hmm. our opera students, um, our performers have an opportunity to do and see and, and be a part of uh, this semester. They're actually performing with Opera Columbus, which is oh. really cool. Um, <laughs> but we have a great um, balance between opera and musical theater. So um, many other schools, if you're in performance, it's kind of opera. Like, like you said before, it's kind of siloed mm -hmm. into this is opera or maybe only the theater department does musical theater. Right. But um, the conservatory actually has a beautiful balance of both. Um, and it's open to all students. You don't have to be a performance major to be in these classes or ensembles or productions. Um, and so it's really, it's a great opportunity. Man, that's awesome. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, music uh, success stories, whatever, like, you know, as faculty, 
And then maybe, I don't know if your peer group or maybe, uh, you know, you, your friends, whatever, mm-hmm. what, what are some stories that stick out with people from the conservatory music? I'm not included. Right. I'm sorry, man. No. <laughs> they go on and on and on. I mean, that is probably the proudest part of my job is being able to hear about these success stories. I mean, the hmm. students that go on and you're like, you work so hard during these four years and, you know, and we work so hard to get you where you want to be. And sometimes, um, you know, those two things don't, what, what you want to do and what actually ends up happening doesn't always align. Right. But this, then seeing the students are successful and happy at what they're doing, then it doesn't matter. It's just super important. So, I mean, we had a, a student that's a current senior right now that did his internship last semester who now has a credit as assistant engineer on the newest Pixies album. I mean, wow. it can just go straight from you are in school to now you are a credited wow. assistant engineer on a major label record, you know, so that is happening all the time. But a lot of uh, students that come in specifically to music tech, they an 18 year old might have that vision of working with a rock band in a recording studio. Right. But we're here to show students that every, every sort of media that we consume is probably going to have a sound engineer involved. Right. And there's a lot of areas that our students might not be familiar with that they end up going on to because we've exposed them to those, those things. So we have a student right now that's getting a master's degree in audiology. We have a student that's getting his PhD in law to talk about intellectual property. He wants to do, move down to Nashville. We have students that are live sound engineers that are all over the all over the world touring. You know, getting to go to Japan and Sweden and you know doing audio and sound for for these for these bands. Oh my goodness! Um, students that own their own recording studios. Students that are freelance audio engineers for sports audio. It's just it goes on and on and on because. The music industry is huge. You know, there's just a lot of opportunity. And I think that that idea that we don't have to necessarily define this is successful. I mean, for some students, their their success is, you know, they graduated, they got a they got a job, they're in the area, they're very happy. (laughs) I mean, that's you know, I don't think we I mean we have all different kinds of measures of success and some are, you know, active performers, but for some, just being able to put together, you know being an entrepreneur enough to put together a performing career, Mm -hmm. that's very successful, you know, or just getting a job as a high school choir director. I think there's all different measures of success. And I think we see all of them across the boards with our students. Solid. Thank you for mentioning that. That is uh, something that I hear all the time from my friend group of what is success? You know, you got people having kids, you got people doing all these things, you know, new parents being like, what is success? You know, what am I getting something in my career or, or something that I've studied? You know, it's very different. Uh, so solid. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I love that. Uh, no pressure, Dan. Are you, I mean, you're going to be successful, right? Come on. The the pressure is on. Yeah. I mean, well, I might not, I, I, not yet. I don't have any like personal success, uh, success stories of people that I know, I do know that uh, the professors here at Capital are really equipping me with a lot of uh, different tools for my success in the future. So it's huge. Uh, all right, so we talked uh, about success stories. Uh, anything that, again, this podcast is listened to by uh, potential incoming students, current students, uh, parents of students. And so there's a lot of questions that come, especially from parents. What are some of the most you know, common questions that you get about the conservatory, the music as a whole, and uh, how do you answer those? Yeah, that's really good. So um, I would say first, I, I do think it's really important that you find a community and a university where you're comfortable. 
I think, you know, it's really important that you said, hey, no, this is where I'm going to be successful. Because I think, you know, being in a place where you don't feel comfortable, it it doesn't set you up well for success. I think that's important. Um, A lot of questions I get from parents are the very practical questions of, um, you know, things like what are your placement rates? Um, But also they want to know what is the curriculum? Um, Some of the some of the questions that. I wish parents would ask um, are some of the things that I think we do really well. Like how do we support students? Um, what are the things that we do to make sure that students are coming to college and transitioning into that new environment? Um, you know, being away from home and taking credit hours for the first time and having to manage their own time. Um, those are some of the things that I think we really work hard at Capital to do well with students. Um, Especially um, with that huge workload of practice you know everything we talked about that very intense right kind of the multitasking that takes place when you're a music major um and sometimes the high credit load that happens when you're a music major as well um so i get a lot of of the practical questions um but some of the ones that i wish that parents heard and that students heard incoming is that we have um, faculty and advisors that are really committed, like we said before, to helping you adjust, helping you find the major that you want to find, that you don't have to start and end in the same place. Right. Um, and that we have a lot of support systems here to help students that are away from home for the first time and are dealing with, you know, being in a strange environment and being away from their friends and family. Yeah. This, um, a lot of industries are are going towards this way where I I sense, and sometimes I'm asked directly, it's like, well, why can't I just go learn this on YouTube, right? <laughs> it's, it's kind of a scary thing, you know, but our, our industry of music, of the music technology industry, I mean, there's a lot of things you can learn yeah, there is on YouTube. Yeah, there's great resources, a lot of on, resources on YouTube. And it's amazing. Here's the thing that I think- This episode paid for by YouTube. Right, <laughs> right. What we give back is feedback, is two-way communication. It's the ability- to do a project, to use the equipment, to use your skills, mess up if you need to, right. and get feedback on how to do better next time. And then do it again and get feedback again. Capital, I've always loved the fact that, I mean, in some of my classes, I have four students in my class. I mean, that is wow. incredible to be able to provide feedback for. I know every student's names. I know what areas they're interested in. I know what genres of music they are really good at and which ones we need to you know, focus on and that sort of thing. But that's probably the biggest thing I think is that is that ability to provide feedback in our classes to students in this technology driven industry that we're in. It's yeah. a really big deal. That really helps with the support system as well. You know, it, it's good to know that I have uh, people behind me to uh, help me work on my craft and hone in my skills mm-hmm. and uh, my precision of my mixing, different things like that. I think capital also in in general is a more of a mentoring university than a competitive university. Uh, you know, in our, what would that com, contrast and compare? What does that so mean? It, so let's say, for example, in our program, the music technology program, we want our upperclassmen having stud, uh, you know, younger students, first year, second year students come into sessions with them, help them out, be the fly on the wall, move oh, microphones wow. around yeah. and teach each other as opposed to constantly making about, you know, mixed competitions and, and songwriting competitions, and, right. you know, there's just that competitive, like, I don't want to share any of my secrets with you because you're my competition. <laughs> no, it's not about that. Right. For us, it's about let's, let's all learn together and get better together. Yeah. yeah. One of yeah. the, uh, one of the first sessions I had where I came in and helped an upperclassman work, you know, he's in the advanced recording techniques, mm. uh, class 
And the first thing I did was I taught him how to do something on Pro Tools. <laughs> so we're all learning. You're all learning. That's right. And it's, uh, it's helping me to build my network as well. Yeah. Meeting right, different right. Types of You don't have to click that every time. There's a shortcut. <laughs> for, right. yep, just do this. That's amazing. No, I, I'm a testament to that. I uh, was a BM, Bachelor of Music major, and I struggled in a lot of my music um, uh, uh, music theory classes. And I had uh, two tutors, one in mm -hmm. performance and one in education, giving me lessons that were seniors. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm right. completely agree. I think that's true across the boards too. Mm -hmm. I'm, and not just in, in the music tech, but also in performance. I, I would say there are some places you can go where that is extremely competitive. Right. Um, right. But I think this is more of a mentoring. The upperclassmen are here to help. The studios are not out to get each other. They're out to support each other and network and help each other grow and learn. And I think that's just Huge. true across the boards. Uh, so you both... Chad and Laura spoke to what was the question that you would like to be asked, and I loved your answers. But Dan, what would you say to 17, 18-year-old Dan <laughs> coming in? I, to any, any person coming into a, a college scenario, just be open-minded, really. It's, it's the worst thing to come into a school and just you know tunnel vision. Don't do that. You know what I mean? I learned so much, and I've gotten into so many different genres of music. Uh, met so many different types of people. I'm so happy to have like a diverse culture to be around and uh, just really keeping my mind open and just having a good work ethic. Those are the things that I'm really focusing on every day. Dan has a great work ethic. Dan is maximizing his education because so much more happens than just in class. You know? right. And and the opportunities are there and that's where the faculty come into play. You know, with you have, you have faculty that are per working professionals, you have faculty that are striving to make the studio student experience as, as best as it can be. Yeah. The only thing we can't do is make students take advantage of them, you know? So <laughs> I know that students are busy. I know there's a lot on their plates mm -hmm. and we don't expect our students to take it, take a, um, advantage of all opportunities, but, Boy, when you can, it makes a big yeah, difference. Yeah, I try to take as many advantages. You know, all these opportunities I have to uh, work on helping to uh, manage the recording studios. You know, it helps me give, uh, it, I know a level of these like studios. Uh, I know these studios maybe more than other students might because I'm working there in there every day or something like that. Uh, I'm also doing the live sound, just constantly practice, uh, practicing on everything. Thank you so much for taking your time to come in and talk to me about all the things music. This is getting me inspired again. Like, mm -hmm. wow, this is great. Uh, not only for myself, but for students like Dan and, and potential incoming students. So thank you so much for sharing. Sure. Thanks. Thanks.